0: iOS and Android, you're stealing your heart. Just kidding. They're stealing your faces so they can get around biometrics. And Google Chrome is defending your home network, and Reddit is going to the dark side, also known as AI. These stories and much more on today's episode of MSP Dispatch.
1: This episode is presented by OIT VoIP. Enhance your client's communication abilities with our VoIP solution, featuring integrated billing, on-demand training, and live U.S. support. Collaborate seamlessly with Microsoft Teams integration and put your entire phone system in your pocket with MobileX. Improve your offerings and increase profitability with reliable service for one-tenth of the average MSP acquisition cost. To learn more, visit oit.co or dial
0: 844-CALL-OIT. Good morning, and welcome to the February 20th episode of MSP Dispatch, your source for news, community events and commentary in the MSP channel. My name is Tony Francisco, and I'm joined by my amazing co host, host Supreme Ray Orsini. Ray, how are you doing today?
2: i'm struggling today my brain's not braining we have like 15 (laughs) minutes worth of bloopers uh, when i'm trying to read one story (laughs) like it was it was so bad um i'll focus on the positive though i spent most of this weekend trying to figure out if i'm going to keep the apple vision pro or not um we are going to have an upcoming review video Okay, Wait, hold on, uh, hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. My my credit card is saying, you, I know he's still deciding. He's still deciding. <laughs> my, my sorry, my, my credit card just said, thank
2: you. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to say thank you because I also have this waiting for me to review it against, the Quest 3. Um, so we will see. Uh, but actually, more important than that, Tony, I love your style today. I love your shirt. What is that? Thank you for noticing,
0: Ray. Uh, So uh, for those of you out there in the MSP community, you've probably heard of it. There's a group called the Tech Degenerates. Yes, that is the correct name for those of you not familiar with it. An amazing group of people in our industry, extremely educated, initiated, and uh, degenerate is that a conjugate, yeah, yeah. which by I, way, I think you just I'd like point to the point time. out, yeah. yes, you, You says the guy that just says my brain is not braining, um, but also you are part of that group. And in that group, uh, there's a, a gentleman by the name of Eric. Uh, Eric has a son. Hunter had his, his, his heart replaced. And I've been on the edge of my seat for over a month now, kind of watching this, occur from, you know, rejecting the heart to accepting the heart, going through the healing process. Um, And uh, it's been tugging at every possible emotion that I had and finding new ones. Uh, So I'm supporting the best I can. I think there's a link that we can go buy a shirt. Is there a magical, look at the link down there, down there, there, there's a link. Um, And so very comfortable shirt strongly recommend go out there they come in great colors uh for those of you wanting to know why i don't have the amazing waterfalls that i normally have the green screen does not go well with this green shirt and i look completely invisible i wore it today for my first free meetings and people were laughing because there was no body it was just a floating head um but hunter strong there's my mention and that being said ray let's uh talk about something else um what is it News.
2: What what kind of show is this? News.
0: Let's do it. News. (laughs) Let's get some news. Let's do it.
2: In my first story, hide your face, hide your wife, iOS Android malware steals faces to defeat biometrics with AI swaps, written by darkreading.com. Chinese hackers have developed a new Trojan called Gold Pickaxe, targeting Android and iOS devices. The malware, disguised as government service app, targets mainly elderly users, tricking them into scanning their faces and stealing personal IDs, phone numbers and facial scans. The captured scans are then used to create deep fakes, enabling hackers to bypass biometric security at Southeast Asian banks. Thailand's banking sector, which mandated facial recognition for major customer actions last year, fell victim to gold pickaxe just months later. And a recent victim, a Vietnamese citizen, lost around $40,000 to the scam. Experts say the malware's success is due to combining deepfake tech with biometric authentication. And they recommend advanced user monitoring and cautious with app downloads and links to reduce risk. Tony, (laughs) we travel a lot. Um, I'm a clear member. Are you, are you a member of clear? I am. They scan your retina, your fingerprints and do a facial scan. Yep. And I believe they're also the backend engine behind LinkedIn verification as well, requiring a copy of your, uh, uh, what you call it, your driver's license. Yep. Um, and they go through, they go through it, think clear, whatever the data repo is. So that's a lot of data and that's one example. Um, I had to book a, I had to book an appointment for a mobile lab to come to my office last week, and they wanted it to me to upload a copy of the lab, uh, the lab request, and I just kept thinking, okay, it's HTTPS, it's a direct link from LabCorp, it's everything is saying this is right, but at the same time, I felt dirty giving that amount of information to a random website. Uh, what do you? Uh, I imagine you, your face is all over it besides the internet. I imagine you've had to do this before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, There's so
0: many too- things wrong there. There's so <laughs> many things. <laughs> uh, uh, so, okay. So uh, for the record, um, I have had my identity uh, attempted thefts of my identity uh, multiple times. I've been posted on multiple, everything from uh, dating sites to gay sites to, and this is my favorite of all the favorites, uh, a threat, uh, it was a threat detection alert site. And I was one of the top 10 members from my face It had my entire bio, it had my LinkedIn uh, data in there. It says, this is what he posts, but that's not it. And I was like, This is amazing!
2: Like, thank you. Yes, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) They did your taxes for you and get a refund. (laughs) Okay, I'm mad, but also they did my taxes. So,
0: (laughs) so, 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 so we are running into, and this goes back into one of the standalone stories that you're you're going to hear about earlier about um, AI and and what AI is going to become versus where it was. I am of the belief that if there is anything about you out there. That will be the stepping stone to launching an entire, um, I don't want to say like an entire performa, but essentially create a profile on you that some of it's completely made up, but it's so well articulated and well crafted. People will believe it. Some of it is factual. So with that and the visual representation, and it's very easy to you know uh syndicate uh synthesize voices now this is almost indisputably an issue unless there's is an in-person contact even video validation is not going to be the case which goes back to this very interesting point you and i've talked about this everything goes full circle everything full circle is this right now the very moment where we're going to go back into full circle verification validation sorry the digital ease of use uh, is no longer acceptable because it is too, there's too much fraudulent activity and, and potential to be um, not real. Well I, I you and I could talk about it we'll t- Ray, close this up tell me.
2: See, you're saying this, so I'm starting to get those the PTSD from those network solution days where you had to like actually fax in or mail in documentation to prove you own something to, to register a domain. Um, you know, that it's just, and the, the NPOs were like that for the longest time with network solutions. Um, now, not, not the case, but if you wanted a .org, there was a whole vetting process to it. And then I look at now and I look at the Apple Vision Pro, when you go to purchase online, whether you're gonna pick it up in store or not, one of the first things they have you do is scan your face with an iPad or an iPhone because they want to you know, measure the light seal, but you're also scanning your face. And I'm wondering, fingerprints? Why haven't they been able to do this with fingerprints? Right? We've seen this with the TSA locks where TSA put out a tweet and they had a picture of the TSA keys and they were able to recreate them just from the image. Um, this is getting scarier and scarier. Good thing we don't have AI that like puts this all together for us. And oh, damn. Uh, you know what, Tony? I, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, give me some good news. Google's always good with us, right? <laughs> give me some good Google news, oh, please. Yes. Google is coming to our rescue
0: by buttoning up our home security. They don't need a CCIE. They're going to replace and secure your home network. And I'm going to talk about it now. In my first main story from bleepingcomputer.com, Google is developing a new feature for Chrome to safeguard users' home networks from attacks originating from malicious websites. The private network access protection feature alerts users when public websites try to connect to devices within their local network, like printers or routers. By verifying secure requests and sending preliminary ones to internal devices for permissions, the feature aims to mitigate risks associated to attacks like Zoho Farming and CSRF, which is also known as cross-site request forgery. While initially in a warning mode only, the feature's gradual rollout suggests feature steps that may include securing HTTPS connections for local services. Ray, this is where I spin it right over to you and say you are going to get rid of all of your network protection because Google Chrome has you protected, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. (laughs) Uh, I mean, but I use Edge. No. (laughs) No, okay. So I know everybody knows this. Well, you know what? I used to think everybody knows this, and then we got feedback from somebody just getting into the space. So I'm going to start from square one and not assume anything because uh, these things should be said. Even though you and I both know this, they need to be repeated. Uh, Security is an onion, and much like Shrek, the onion has layers. And you want to account for everything along the the way, right? Whether it's at the user level with training, making sure you know security awareness training or whatever you're doing, um, teaching them not to scan their face just because they want an Apple Vision Pro, or at the endpoint level, right? You have your DNS filtering at the endpoint, you have your AV, EDR, blah, 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 blah. Um, And your endpoint, Google Chrome is not the only app, right? So you have Chrome, you have Firefox, you have Opera, you have, edge uh, if you like to drive yourself nuts like me and then you have beyond that you have at the network layer hopefully you're doing some sticky mac hopefully you're doing some bdu guard hopefully you're doing some you know some knowledge and maybe you're using certs for your wireless uh, and your device authentication uh, and then you get out to the router and you have much more so i love that they're doing this adding another layer because if we've seen anything it's at life finds a way right whether it's you know velociraptors recreating and turning themselves male and female or it's end users getting around all the protections we try to add this is a nice step along the way it's something that should be appreciated something that should be talked about it's not a set and forget and move on with life um or tony am i just like grandstanding and making sure my position holds true and i still have job security <laughs> <That's> for tomorrow <laughs> that's always new. Always
0: <laughs> <laughs> Google Chrome, try doing this. Google Chrome, try doing that. Google Chrome, what about this? That's all I hear you saying. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I am fascinated when you so um, easily drop gold just, it, it falls out of your pockets. You're just like, ah, whatever. This is so casual. Uh, to the pedestrians out there, we're all looking at you. Did he just say individual HTTPS certs for wireless independent wireless connection? <laughs> what is happening? Um, please go look so, at
2: 802.1x, please. <laughs>
0: <Like>. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, so, so I am fascinated by the levels of security that you just addressed, all of which can be bypassed. I want everyone to focus on what I'm saying right now. Every single thing that Ray just said, which is amazing, has an entire framework foundation and, and, and uh, modularity to it. All of that can be bypassed because you just don't use a good password.
2: <laughs> I, it's, it's true, yeah. That's that why I started with level zero. That's why I started with that user. I want to make sure that user is trained. They are your, big, your weakest link. The computer doesn't do anything you don't tell it to do unless you have some rat or something else going on. But uh, remote access tool, not ratatouille. Um, But you need to keep in mind all these things, right? And so I look at it, but also my internal nerd is also saying, how do you turn it off? Because if it conflicts with one of my other tools, right? They didn't make this for the MSP. They didn't make this for the enterprise. They made this for the end user, which is great. Fantastic. But as anybody who's ever had to go into an older device, and I'm looking at SCADA, I'm looking at um, any industrial machine, CNC machines, anything, and they may be running Windows XP and you need to get to the web GUI that's running TLS 1.1, 1.0 or below, and you can't do it with Chrome because Chrome absolutely says no and you can't install older versions of Chrome. I can't tell you the number of times I've had to go install an older version, a portable older version of Firefox just to get into a SonicWall GUI. It happens. So whenever there's any protection, my next question is, can you give me at a a technology professional stance, can you let me turn it off or have granular control? And those are the questions I want to know. I want to know what other questions our audience has. Let us know in the comments. Let us know on Discord. I think we're good there.
0: You know know where you can get a lot of answers to questions? Reddit. Reddit has a lot of answers out there, and I think you know something about it. You want to talk about it? Yeah,
2: Mr. Moneybags, Reddit. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of some good news, Reddit reportedly signed a multi-million dollar content licensing deal with an AI company written by Mariella Moon for Engadget. Reddit reportedly struck a lucrative deal with an unnamed AI company valued at around $60 million annually to use user-generated content for AI model training. This deal could prompt more multimillion-dollar agreements for Reddit, reflecting a trend of using user-generated content for AI. However, Reddit users may face privacy concerns regarding their content usage and potential changes to the platform as it pursues more lucrative partnerships. Despite challenges, Reddit is set to go public with a $5 billion valuation, aiming to attract investors by showcasing revenue growth through AI partnerships. Meanwhile, AI firms like OpenAI are pursuing partnerships with publishers, such as Business Insider and Politico, despite legal challenges over content usage, including a lawsuit from the New York Times. Tony, I'm trying my best to hold back my screams from when they took back API control because they didn't have money and that screwed their initial IPO they were going to try to do. And... Now this just seems like something that's going to piss off the users even more. Uh, what do you what do you what's your first impression when you hear something
0: like this? Um, well, it's an unknown anonymous AI company. So, if I'm looking at the announcements, it's uh it looks like china.ai just made a 20 million dollar investment. No, <laughs> and the rumors start now Ladies and gentlemen, that's
2: editorial. Here. That is not fact. Please do not, <laughs> not send it So, because <laughs> you know, there's uh, always one. Actually, you know, yes. <laughs> Your
0: Honor, what happened was, uh, <laughs> okay. So now, this is an interesting scenario. Um So let's play out some, some. I'm, I'm play out some fluff here. Um, the fluff is going to be, um was it Grok, which is uh, Elon Musk's AI. uh, uh You know basically ChatGPT com- competitor, he's c- going to use Twitter to train, is it Grok? Grok, that's the name, Grok. Um, I think so. And, yeah, I, I get them confused. Uh, and, and train Grok. And that's amazing. And that's real-time, uh, highly opinionated <laughs> training. Um, but from ChatGPT's uh, perspective, I'm wondering what they're basing it on. Whoever this new anonymous player is, if they are going to be training on Reddit, I'm finding a fascinating volume of information with sprinkles of very, very highly opinionated people. (laughs) As you know so well. Just a few. few. This is is where I pass it back to you, Ray. You are a very, very, very um, engaged Reddit, admin, um, tell us your, your thoughts on this. I think it matters most coming from you.
2: I think it's terrifying. Um, I'm all about training AI models. However, we have a very desperate company trying to get money anywhere they possibly can. And not in a positive capitalistic, yay, we, we like money kind of thing. But I mean in a desperately poor, trying to figure out where they're gonna get revenue streams from. And when they say anonymous AI company, for God's sakes, like you're gonna go public, right? You're gonna have these filings that are public. You're gonna to have to disclose these relationships eventually anyway. And I wonder if it was an AI company we would like to do business with, right? If this was Chat, chat GPT, if this was Sam Altman's thing, if this was uh, Claude, if this was, hell, even do Google's, right? Uh, whatever their new bard is, I forget the name. Uh, go back to the other episode and Phil will find it. But if they would have done that, they would have announced it. Reddit makes partnership with OpenAI. Reddit makes partnership with Claude. Reddit makes. They didn't do that, which, you know, it kind of feels like the pronoun game, right? When you're just giving a bunch of adjectives and you refuse to actually identify the person. Um, at the same time, I would like to think that at least the MSPs over on RMSP and RSysAdmin and all the other tech circles know very well not to give information in a public forum that you might not want to share, right? If it's public, it's public. I say this all the time. If i said it out loud, count on it, right? Good, bad, otherwise, if I'm an asshole, I'm fine with it if I said it out loud. Now, I don't think everybody looks at it that way. You go to our personal finance where people are saying, it's not, hey, I've got, you know, I have $10,000 in disposable income every year, what should I do with it? It is, you know, people call themselves out by name and by company and, AI is very good at correlating this data, so it's not that hard to start doxing people based on the data ingested, right? Now go back to: you have the NSA, you have the FBI. We've discussed this over and over again. They have their own tools where they're getting, and they're paying for data feeds, and they're paying for these dark web resources. They're paying for hackers. Um, they're paying for vulnerabilities. You don't think the NSA would pay for a Reddit feed? Absolutely, they would. They're the first
0: that are going to jump on this. 100%. Oh, yeah. Anybody who is for sale, essentially, like, oh, data for sale? <laughs> They're going to pay for the data. Like, hold hold on, hold on. Let me hit my money printer. Print.
2: <laughs> How much do you say that was? <laughs> How much you say? okay hold on, hold on. Which is the same Pretty. thing the PE's and the VCs are doing in the MSP space. They're investing yeah. in data. They're not investing in SaaS, they're not investing in technology. Who cares? That's 2000s. That's that's 2010s. That's oh, 90s. Shit. They're investing in data. Uh so this 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 stuff kind of scares me. Anything, anyone, anytime anybody has any of my data acts out of desperation, absolutely raises my spider senses. Um, and I'm waiting to see, you know, Twitter. Mastodon started taking over Um, there's even a new one called blue sky that's uh, the new one they're talking about on Twitter and I'm worried that reddits had that right reddit came from you had the digs you had the other stuff you have reddit now and I think this is one more thing that's going to bring people to say let me fork off um but I, I think I've forked off enough on this story. <laughs> Let us know in the comments if I forked too much. Uh, but Danny, uh, but uh, Tony, can you give me a fork and notable or something?
0: I think we got some notables. Let's jump into them. In my first notable mention from TheVerge.com, Microsoft fixes Edge browser bug that was stealing Chrome tabs and data from Tom Warren. Microsoft has addressed the issue with its Edge browser that was automatically importing browser data and tabs from Chrome without user content. A fix was released in the latest Edge update, resolving a synchronization problem with the feature responsible for importing browser data. While Microsoft stays silent on the issue, there are worries about its past use of tactics resembling spyware to promote Edge. Although Mozilla's criticism has led to an investigation into Microsoft practices, broader concerns remain with only certain tactics potentially being addressed by the Digital Markets Act. In my next notable mention, CISA warning, Akira ransomware exploiting Cisco ASA FTD vulnerability from the Hacker News newsroom. The US Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, that's CISA, warmed of the Akira ransomware exploiting a Cisco ASA and FTD vulnerability, that's CVE 2020-3259, affecting memory retrieval. Despite being patched in May of 2020, TruSec found evidence of Akira exploiting the vulnerability to compromise multiple Cisco AnyConnect SSL VPN appliances in the past year. Akira, among the 25 groups in the new data leak sites in 2023, claimed almost 200 victims. The Akira Group, first observed in March 2023, is suspected of having ties to the Conti syndicate based on ransom proceeds directed to Conti-affiliated wallets. And in Q4 2023, Akira listed 49 victims on its data leak portal, ranking below Lockbit, Play, AlphaV, Black Cat, Escape, 8Base, and Black Basta.
2: In my first notable mention, RIP to Microsoft Publisher, written by Microsoft on Microsoft.com. After October, 2026, Microsoft Publisher will no longer receive support. Until then, you can count on regular support updates. However, after that point, it will no longer be included in Microsoft 365, affecting existing and new users. Despite the change, users can still accomplish common publisher tasks using other Microsoft 365 apps like Word and PowerPoint. Additionally, Microsoft is actively exploring modern alternatives to fulfill publishers' functionalities and promises updates closer to retirement. And my second notable mention, SolarWinds fixes critical RCE bugs in Access Rights Audit Solution and no interns were blamed, written by Sergio Gatlan for Beeping Computer. SolarWinds addressed five critical remote code execution vulnerabilities in its Access Rights Manager or ARM solution, including three severe flaws allowing unauthenticated exploitation. These flaws, including path traversal and deserialization vulnerabilities, pose risks of unauthenticated code, execution on unpatched systems. Four of these vulnerabilities were discovered by anonymous researchers collaborating with Trend Micro's Zero Day Initiative, or ZDI. SolarWinds promptly released version 2023.2.3 with fixes and assured users of no known exploits in the wild. This action follows a resolution of previous critical RCE issues in October. In our resource of the week, nine SEO tips to help you rank number one on Google in 2024, written by Nick Ziovedze for Entrepreneur. Looking to boost your website's Google ranking? Check out these nine SEO tips from 2024. The list goes on to list several tips you can implement today. In our feedback from the YouTubes, Tan Yiwa, and I apologize if I mispronounced that, commented on the video, Microsoft finds China, Russia, and Iran hackers exploiting open AI. Tan wrote, Hi, Tony, Francisco, and Ray Rossini. Thank you for covering these news with us and providing it on YouTube. I'm a student trying to get into the networking and informative technology and the likes. Do you have any advice for a freshie? And what are some resources to upskill myself in the field of networking? Ooh, I could wax poetic about this for a long time, Tan. First thing you want to do, join MSP Geek, join the Tech Degenerates. Uh, Those are both Discords. MSP Geek is also a website, mspgeek.org. And also, uh, they have a Discord and a Slack. And then go to Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash MSP for 140,000 other MSPs that are all talking technology. Also, if you go to any of those Discords or the MMN Discord. Uh, Be happy to talk with you directly and give you some more advice. Join us over there. The links to all of these will be in the show notes. There are plenty of amazing upcoming events taking place across the community. So let's see what's
1: happening this week. Starting today at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, MSP sales trends you cannot ignore in 2024 presented by Barracuda MSP. And also today an in-person event, the MSP Revenue Generator in New Orleans, Louisiana. And tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern, Acronis Academy, Cloud Tech Recertification. And coming from the MSP Media Network this week, we have tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern, AI Roundup, episode 61. And then on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Tech Bar returns for our Valentine's Day special with Cynthia Schreiner of CyberQP. And on Friday, the 23rd at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, Bits and Books will be back for episode 6, covering the book, Dare to Lead. Are you searching for fresh strategies, viewpoints, or even a competitive edge for your MSP or IT services company? If so, our book club, Bits and Books, is exactly what you're looking for. I'm Marnie Stockman, and as your host, I bring my experience as an educator, an author, and MSP advisor to each episode. Using lessons from amazing books like Getting Naked, Leaders Eat Last, and many more, I aim to help you and others reach your goals. Our book club brings lively debates, deep insights, and unique perspectives based on our own experiences. Each episode features MSP owners and industry leaders dissecting books that inspire, challenge, and spark new ideas. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, I invite you to join me and my friends for the next episode of Bits and Books, available on the MSP Media Network YouTube channel every month. Hope to see you there.
0: So how'd you like today's show? If you like it, please hit that thumbs up button. If you didn't like it, make sure you hit it an odd number of times. So it still looks like you you feel like you didn't like it. But we actually get something good out of it. And if you want to hear more, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on YouTube or your favorite podcatcher. Did you know that we have a discord where we actually post these stories all week, you can even propose your own stories and vote on which ones we're going to cover. As our friend Rich Banky says, make sure you tell a friend, be sure to cover us on social media at MSP media TV. And if you have any questions, Email us, news at mspmedia.tv for answers on the next episode, or just call us. Leave us a voicemail, 833-MSP-NETWORK. Ray, let's land this plane. We've got about, I believe, I'm just throwing this out there, about two hours of be real bloopers from the first five minutes of you speaking. Um, we've got some good ones. I threw some good ones in there. We've got back... Channel like on the like after the show end like after this the the topic ended you and I were bantering back and forth and we're like man we should include that that's like a really good dialogue in there we have so much stuff in this episode take it home
2: so I I, I don't think I've ever had a chance to show you this but we have metrics on who watches how long they watch when they start watching there's a non-zero number of people that watch the teaser and then go immediately to the bloopers and then we'll go back so. <laughs> And you know what? I used to be that guy that would read the last page of the book before I started the book. and I get it. That I appreciate is awesome. it. I'm just saying to all of you out, there, to all of you out there, cheers to you, we appreciate you. And with that, I think we should get out of here before we make any more bloopers. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe.
2: This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network. Despite this change, users can still accomplish common publisher tasks. Ah. In my first notable mention, RIP to Microsoft Publisher. As of my ugh, This is what happens. weekends, man. Weekends are tough. In my first notable mention, RIP to Microsoft Publisher, written by microsoft.com on Microsoft's website. Fuck me. I can't even get through a sentence. Jesus. Oh, fuck. Thank God Tony's writing the teaser.
0: In my first notable mention, Microsoft fixes the edge browser.
2: One more time.